0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 3 of the Four Lads Mini Bite Size Podcast. This is a bit of a, a different one. Obviously the news in the last 24 hours is something Chris and I felt we had to discuss. Chris, um, not long ago we spoke on, on Saturday and, and said that this was almost imminent. You said that the, the peg was off the wall and the coat was on the floor and the P45 was in the post. Turns out you were absolutely spot on. The P45 has now been delivered. Um, no, I, I think it
1: was. It, it became obvious um, on on Saturday that now that Michael Beale's time was was at an end. Um, I, I know a number of us have been saying for some time that it was it was all heading that way. I think after the after the defeat to Celtic a few weeks ago, the writing was on the wall, and it became a matter of when rather than if it was just going to be when the board felt was the right moment to to make that call. Um, after the Aberdeen defeat, that call was taken out of their hands. Michael Beale could not have, he could not have continued as manager for the European game this week and the Anfield the game. Um, I think Rangers risked another two um, results in those games that would have been damaging to the season. So I think it made sense to make the to make the decision on on Sunday. Um, they, they may come in for uh, some criticism for not for not acting even sooner and for doing it over the last couple of weeks. But I think given the the schedule, um, it made it made sense and I can understand why they why they waited until this until this moment. Um, so Michael Beale's position became untenable after that Aberdeen defeat. The right call has been made, um, and I don't think anyone can have can have any complaints over it.
0: Where did it all go wrong for Michael Beale?
1: Um I think this season it went wrong right at the very start because you look at the if you look at the the way that Rangers finished last season, also the defeats to Celtic were not good. They were certainly big um, black marks on his on his record, but he could talk round them by saying, It's not my squad, there's a rebuild coming, no, the fans will be excited about what I'm going to do. And that was then that was then built up. Now there was a bit of optimism heading into the new campaign. We saw what he was able to do in the transfer market. People liked the look of some of the the signings that were uh, brought into the club. From that afternoon down at Rugby Park, it's never recovered. That that felt like a balloon being burst that afternoon. Rangers have never built any momentum this season. They've not looked like a squad and a side capable of going on the kind of run that teams that win titles put together. Um, So I think a, a lot of it goes back to a fairly unimpressive pre-season but ultimately it goes back to his recruitment the players that were brought in over the summer have not been at the level required they've not they've not done what's been asked of them they've certainly not justified the outlay in terms of the transfer fees and the wages and the squad ultimately is not is not good enough because it finds itself seven points behind celtic and playing europa league football rather than champions league football so I think if you're Michael Beale, I'm sure he'll take a bit of time to reflect on his Rangers his Rangers reign. Um but he really has to he really has to pinpoint where he got it wrong in terms of the in terms of summer recruitment because that, that has been the that's been the beginning of the end for him, I think.
0: Chris, before we come to some of the potential names that have been linked, do we have an issue with the way that the board have handled this in terms of giving full control to Michael Beale? and then being in a position now where there's no director of football at the club, there's nobody there footballing-wise that can help them make this decision, and they're going to have to then do it more or less back to front by appointing a manager first and then a director of football. Is there a way around that? Have the board, in hindsight, made mistakes over that? Have we maybe not been as tuned into that as we should have been and, and focused on that potential more? Do the board have questions to answer over how they've recruited and, and how they've given the, the keys, more or less, to Michael Beale this summer? Is that fair? I think
1: the, in, in some regards, I think the board probably be damned if they do, damned if they don't. If, they, if Michael Beale is the manager and he goes and says, look, what, what's my transfer budget? They give him my number and he then presents a list of players and says, this is how I would like that, that budget spent. I don't think it's the board's position to say, you're not signing serial desers for four and a half million pounds. We don't think he's worth it. Like you, you have to trust the manager's judgment. If you give him a budget, it's up to him to go and, to go and spend it. Um, now, if there had been a director of football, or if there had been more football voices and more football people round about the club, they could maybe have gone to me and said, look, Michael, are you are you really sure? But I think if you're the, the board and you're the investors and the executives that are there, It's not their job to judge football players. It's their job to run Rangers in as proficiently and as well a manner as possible to then give the manager a budget to go and sign football players. So I I wouldn't give them criticism in terms of how the signings have panned out. In terms of the the director of football, I think that's something that Rangers should have. I think it's a structure that should work properly. I don't think we've made it work properly over the over the time that we've uh, gone down this road. You you think to Frank McParland as a a recruitment uh, director, you think Mark Allen, who I think time maybe reflects a bit more um, positively on now, uh, considering Ross Wilson's record. Uh, So as, as much as I don't think Rangers have really cracked it in terms of a director of football, I would like to see them go down that road. The problem, as you say, Stevie, they've got themselves in a position now where you're having to recruit a manager and a director of football at the same time. That's not how big clubs operate, that's not how successful clubs operate, and Rangers have really painted themselves into a corner in that regard because they're having to do too much at at the one time now. Um, So there's a huge pressure now on the board and James Bisgrove as, as Chief Exec to go and make the right appointments and to make the right decisions here. If they don't, it sets Rangers back several seasons down the line if they do then they'll deserve all the all the praise and all the adulation and all the parts in the back that come with it but i don't think anyone will be under the under any illusions of how difficult it's going to be to get the right director of football in and to get the right first team manager in and to do them both at
0: the same at the same time so the big question is where do we go next in the the list of managerial names that have been branded about for me, there isn't a standout, which is something we discussed on Saturday, and I think it's maybe a reason why the board haven't moved. Mm. Um, people talk potentially about going after Celtic game, which in hindsight, again, isn't isn't an unfair suggestion, but I don't think there's an outstanding candidate. A couple of the front runners already, Kevin Muscat, who we predicted would be in there, Pascal Janssen of AZ Altmar is, is a name being floated around this morning, and apparently there's an interest there both of whom play expansive kind of attack and football question marks over whether or not they can implement it and they'll be used to our kind of game and, and what the club demands. Kevin Muscat obviously has that previous. Is there any names, Chris, that, that jump out at you from the list branded about? I don't think there is a standout uh, to be honest, Stevie.
1: Um, and I think that that creates its own opportunities and its, and its own issues. I think if you look back to when Stephen Gerrard left, It was fairly obvious that the fans fancied Van Bronckhorst as manager, and it became quite easy for the board to go and make that deal happen, knowing that it was going to be uh, received in a certain way by the majority of the support. Again, with Michael Beal, not as universally as popular a choice perhaps, but again, I think it was a fairly straightforward one for the the board to, to sign off on, knowing how that was going to be largely perceived. This time, you could rhyme off a dozen, two dozen, three dozen names, and not find anyone who is the standout pick. There's not anyone that's got the standout track record um, that's that immediately comes to mind. There's not anyone that the fans have got a real clamour and momentum behind. So I think that, that does offer an opportunity for the board because they, they've now got time. They've got Steve Davis and Alec Ray in there to get through the two games this week, go into international break. They do have time. do have time on their side. Um, but that time has to be used properly, there has there has to be a real extensive um search of who's available. I think there also has to be a narrowing down of what are Rangers looking for. And are they going for a former player? Are they going for an English championship boss? Are they going to go down the foreign route? Do you go South American? Do you go Scandinavian? No, there's there's lots of there's lots of avenues that Rangers can go down. Um, and I think it's important that they, they identify what qualities they want in a Ranger's manager and then they start whittling that down in terms of names and that's a long stage before you then get to wages and availability and transfer budgets and targets and all the rest of it I think they have to they have to decide what they want a Rangers manager to look like and how they want that position to operate and then you take it from there
0: for joining us and um, thanks for tuning in please subscribe and listen to us and um, we hope that this will be a good alternative podcast for you thanks again for joining us